Suddenly the ugliest man at KSL Sports wasn't good enough for you. Welcome to the Scotsman Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Glade. Tonight is a very special edition. I don't know if it's special, but it is a different edition of the Scotsman Podcast. I was able to jump on the radio tonight with KSL Unrivaled here on KSL Radio, 1160 on the AM dial, 102.7 on the FM dial. With Alex Curie and former Utah quarterback Scott Mitchell. They wanted to talk some Utah State Aggies. We talked a little about the Utah and BYU transfers that are up at Utah State, how they're faring in the new system, how the Aggies are in general. We also talked a little bit about the proximity to lotto numbers. There was a lot of things talked about on this segment. So, without further ado, here is... The Scotsman segment on KSL's Unrivaled. Welcome back. It's KSL's Unrivaled. Alex Keery and Scott Mitchell here with you. In an effort to make sure that we don't become totally two-dimensional when it comes to the coverage of your local teams here, I want to reach out to my Aggie friends that are out there and say, hey, we think about you, we love you, uh, we miss you, <laughs> we don't forget about you. In fact, we've, uh, made, we've, we've, put safety pla- we've put safety precautions in place to not forget about the Aggie fans. And one of those uh, safety precautions is... Our own Matt Glade uh, from KSL 5 Television. Uh, Matt's the executive producer of Television Sports, which is a good place to be in to be able to uh, shove your way into the talk that we have about uh, the Aggies here in studio. So, Matt, welcome. Thank you. I am the third dimension to your show now. There you go. Makes it three-dimensional. I kind of think of it in a fourth dimension. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's in Logan, right? So it's, it's kind of up there. It's, it's up there a little bit. Yeah. But it's a beautiful, it's a now, beautiful dimension, oh, Cash, whichever Cash one it Valley's is. Beautiful. Now, is Utah State in Idaho? Is that uh, is that that's the rumor? Is that it's all the way up there? Well, it's it's close enough. If you want to play the lottery in Idaho, it's an easy. Hey, now, it's a, hey you know what? It's a quick hop, skip, skip and a jump. Did so. you ever? Did you ever do that? Did you ever make the trip over just of to play? Of course yes. I did. Of course I did. You can't be that close <laughs> to winning lotto numbers and not right. give it a try. Well, you can't. You did can't you have people call you and say, "Hey, could you go go me? buy me?" Like yeah. you know, I never had on. anyone. <laughs> Outside of other students who right. who knew I was going to go, you're, you're going, going up. up? You're going 10 up. Bucks. Yes, and I may have given other people money. Do you know there people you up there now? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Scott's like because I, yeah, I do. Because Scott's a numbers um, guy. Scott's always got some, some superstitious you know, numbers. It's always a feeling. Let's talk about the Aggies that are two and zero uh, and coming off a is it sixty two to seven was the was that the was W the final, over, yes. uh, over Stony Brook. We did a little research. About where Stony Brook was before the weekend, we found out it was on Long Island in New York, and Indeed. it is legitimate, and it is a school. They it do accept school. credits; you can mm-hmm. graduate from there. Yes, FCS program, FCS program. But you know, uh, everybody plays an FCS program, and <laughs> half the time we don't know where they come from. So, no, I'm still trying to figure out. Um, we were talking; I was talking about this with uh, Hema Hemahemuli on my podcast the other day. 
what exactly a sea wolf is. Oh. I, I was interested if you guys yeah. have any theories yeah. about so what a sea wolf is. So you have a sea horse, mm-hmm. and the sea wolf is its number one predator. <laughs> oh, a sea wolf is <laughs> like a nuclear submarine. That's, on, like, that's what it is. It's what you have to protect the sea sheep from. <laughs> So, Dances with the Sea Wolves was a, was a very, like, minor TV show. It's the sequel to Little Mermaid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Dances with Sea Wolves and his favorite seahorse, of course. <laughs> Kevin Costner, he voiced all of the uh, characters. So, uh, I haven't figured out what a sea wolf is either. I think when Wagner came to town and they played BYU, it was something similar there, too. There's some sort of a sea something. And uh, But anyway, that being said, Jordan Love and the Utah State Aggies, uh, put up a mint of points against the team they were supposed to. But, you know, you can't just uh, show up and score 62 points on anybody. They have this offense clicking, and I know with a lot of people leaving from last year, is Jordan Love, does he have the targets this year? Is he developing the targets this year? I know CSU Mariner, who tra- who uh, transferred from Utah, is becoming one of those favorite, favorite, uh, favorite targets. So that was a question mark for a lot of people is the, is the uh, Utah State offense. That was, and if you had looked at the numbers coming into the season, they had to replace almost 70% of the production of uh, guys that left when it comes to yards, touchdowns, receptions, carries. But watching this for two weeks, this offense has looked almost exactly the same. They haven't missed a step. Uh, you mentioned C.O.C. Mariner. He's exactly the type of receiver that Jordan Love likes. He's a lot like Ron Quavian Tarver. He's a little shorter, but he's still big enough that he can go up in high-point balls, which is something that um, – is pretty essential to Jordan Love's game. He likes to throw it up and have guys go catch it. And Jordan Nathan, he's a guy from last year. He's a holdover. Uh, they lost Aaron Vons, who was their slot receiver last year. And he's he had some touches last year, but he's really kind of taken the next step and stepped into that role Aaron Vons did. And they've had a couple of young guys really step up, especially uh, Devin Tompkins, who's uh, who's been lightning. He already has two touchdowns, and one of them is a punt return for a touchdown. So the speed is there, and Jalen Warren has probably been the biggest surprise for me um, out of anyone who's come. He, he was uh, East running back. He was at uh, Snow Junior College. He was the top-rated running back in junior college last year, and he's come in, and and uh, he's established himself. Uh, I mean, Gerald Bright's been there for a couple of years and been a primary weapon, but he's taken a lot of touches from him so far. He's already got, he's got two 100-yard games. He was actually the first... Utah State running back, I found out, that's ever had one, two 100-yard games in his first, first two, two games. Yeah. He's the first one in Jaylen history Warren, to ever do it. Jalen Warren's good. He's a good player. Yeah, he I'm is. He's, uh, he's low to the ground. He's got speed. He's he's going to be a dynamic They like those low-to-the-ground guys up in uh, yes, Gary Well, that's what happens. Gary yes. Anderson does his thing. I think anybody who coaches up there, yeah, they go, we'll take rather, those other guys. What do you mean low-to-the-ground? I think talking there's, about, like, high-to-the-ground guys? Well, like, look, like, you're high you're high above the ground. Low yeah, pad I'm, level. I'm not a guy that's going to be running back. So <laughs> like, not so, with that attitude. So, <laughs> not with that attitude. And I'm not changing it either. Uh, so, what it, so, Gary Anderson obviously yes. brought a lot of guys from BYU, from Utah, mm-hmm. um, and most of them have done well, right? They fit in nicely with what they've wanted to do. Uh, Caleb Rep has been – Almost, I'd say, a go-to target for him. Uh, Dax Raymond left this year. Caleb Rep stepped in. We, we thought Carson Terrell would get a majority of those catches, but Rep's um, carved out a nice little niche for him in that offense. Nick Kenninger has been uh, – he's, he's contributed on a defensive line that is stacked with depth, but he's been able to find a way into that rotation. He had a couple big plays against Wake Forest. And um, the, the guys that they have brought, the grad, graduate transfers, they uh, – they recruited them well. They they found they knew what they needed coming into the season, and they found guys that fit that. What's the pecking order right now in the state of Utah? Do you think for 
for the big three teams that are here, the, the FBS programs? Is it a Utah, Utah State, BYU? Is it a Utah, BYU, Utah State? Is it Utah State, Utah, BYU? Basically, in regards he, basically to, what he wants to know is, can BYU beat Utah State this year? That's really what he wants to know. <laughs> That's what he wants to know? Utah's, well, no, no they're two separate irrele- questions. They're two separate <laughs> questions. It, it's, it's irrelevant in the conversation. You know, they're, they're two separate questions. So answer mine and then answer my other one that Scott obviously knew. That well, when you, when you say pecking order, you're talking about just Who's the, best, the best, team? best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah's definitely the best team. Uh, the, the talent they've got up there with the guys that returned uh, – it's it's elite, yeah, and the depth that they have. All the Utah backup guys are now starting at uh, Utah State. That's weird how that works. It's, yeah. it's, it's well, and Gary weird. doesn't and want to talk to him before the end of the transfer portal, so I'm glad he didn't. No, no, not very at all. Good. Of course he didn't talk. So to him. Uh, uh, right now, uh, <laughs> um, with the way things are going, Utah State looks to be in second, um, oh. which is which is strange to say. I mean, is I that grew a up shocker? Here in the state. I mean, it's <laughs> having having gone there during the Brent Guy era and having <laughs> grown up with Lavelle Edwards to say that maybe Utah State has moved into second in the pecking order, it, it it's kind of mind blowing for me. And just to say it, I barely believe it. Well, they're looking at their third win in a row against BYU. It's mm-hmm. a weird thing too. They have San Diego State coming up this weekend, and then next, uh, next weekend. Sorry, next. So they weekend. have the bye week. This they have the bye week, week this week. Diego State. But their next two games go San Diego State, Colorado State, and then they have this. You they have this. LSU game stuck right in the middle of their schedule <laughs> yes. down there in the bayou. That is not a fun game to have to just jam your jam into your schedule. No, I can't not imagine when the Mountain I, West is looking as competitive. Well, that's what I'm is. saying is I can't imagine that Gary Anderson loves that that uh, that that spot where that you, is. You just lined have up you, there. you have to go and just like say we're going to just relish the moment. We yeah. have nothing to lose. It's it's big time football. We're going to go experience it, be a part of it. And just yeah. throw you, caution to the wind and just, just have a great experience with it. Yeah, you want to take advantage of the exposure you have. Yeah. Playing a top-five team and you know, in a couple of weeks with the way the LSU's playing, it could be a top-one or two team. Uh, you don't know. Uh, what they did to Texas was was very impressive. And so I, I think the goal is with a game, I mean, obviously you want to win, but you know, in, during these circumstances, it's you just want to, like you say, you want to relish in that exposure and you want to, you want to show potential recruits, you know, we're we're the type of team, we're the type of G5 team that can go in and compete with these P5 teams and that you're going to have these type of opportunities if you come here. Uh, Matt also hosts on the side a uh, a podcast. It's called The Scotsman, right? Aye. Where does the name come from, The Scotsman? It comes from the fight song, The Scotsman, up at Utah State. So the song is called The, fight, the, the Scotsman? The Scotsman, it's called The Scotsman. What does Scotsman? it have to do with the Aggies? Yes. Well, it... Has everything to do with the Aggies? <laughs> Are they all from Scotland? Help me out on this, <laughs> Scott and I. Scott, I mean, I'm not from the state of Utah originally, and I have well, not spent what a lot of time. It, I, I mean, the, the, the song Aggies. goes: <laughs> Show me the Scotsman who doesn't love a thistle. Show me the Englishman who doesn't love a rose. Show me the true-blooded Aggie from Utah who doesn't love the spot where the sagebrush sagebrush grows. There you go. So it's an analogy. They're I, using analogies with the Scotsman and the English. I got it. Yes. Okay, so. The Scotsman is the podcast, just like Cougar Tracks and the Crimson Corner. The Scotsman is also that go-to place for you to get breakdowns uh, of the Utah State Aggies during the season. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like I say, uh, subscribe, rate, review, download, uh, 
five stars only, even though I know I'm a four-star podcast, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I like your attitude. Matty Glade, uh, TV producer for KSL 5 Television, Sportsbeat, of course. He'll be putting the show together tonight for uh, Spencer Linton, who we already had on. So, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for dropping by. We're going we're gonna to ha- have to get your knowledge throughout the season on, as to where the Aggies are, too. So we'll Anytime. keep our eyes on it. We always do. We always give the updates. And we'll figure out what a Seawolf is. And we'll figure out what a Seawolf is. Dances with the Seawolves is one of my favorite. All right. Thank you again to Alex Keery and Scott Mitchell for having me on and letting me pl- plug the podcast a little bit. Uh, in Utah State news, not a whole bunch has gone since the last time I recorded one of these. I will say today that uh, Boise State and BYU extended their series, or I I guess you can't. They're taking a year off, so it's not really extending the series, but it's a 10 game series from 2025 to 2034. So, uh, BYU will continue to play some Mountain West teams on their schedule. And uh, I know you Utah State fans won't mind that. Boise State has a 7 2 record all time against BYU. So, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for right now. But, uh, I'll be recording another podcast later this week. I have a few things I want to talk about, but that'll do it for this edition of The Scotsman. Thanks again for downloading the podcast where the sagebrush grows.